Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene. You can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, feel free to give us a review and message us with any movie suggestions you might have. Um, so we are kicking off December with one of my fra- favorite uh, Christmas movies, which is Elf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> it's aight. It's aight. Oh, no, it's actually it's a good movie. It is. I, I'm not a Will Ferrell fan myself. I know. But it's actually a pretty good movie considering <laughs> Will Ferrell stars in it. Right. <laughs> Do you have the uh, the synopsis for us? Uh, yes. After discovering he is a human, a man raised as an elf at the North Pole decides to travel to New York to locate his real father. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you want to just jump on in? Yep. All right. Well, we open up with, uh, we're introduced to Papa Elf, and he starts off by kind of telling us a little story about the elves, um, how there's three different kinds of elves, like... There's elves that work uh, making shoes. Uh, there's another set of elves that uh, bakes cookies. <laughs> and finally, they're, they're the elves that like elves aspire to be. And that's, of course, the elves that work uh, at Santa's workshop yeah. making all the toys. My favorite part about that is the <laughs> talking about the elves that make cookies. Yeah. And it shows the Keebler elf tree. Yeah. They just burst into flames. <laughs> yeah. And they all run out of the tree and they're all like, man, I'd rather be making shoes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> um, so he, he went through and kind of describes that. And we're introduced to the story about Buddy. Um, so basically, Buddy, it, you know, it starts off as like a flashback. And Buddy is a baby. Yeah. And he's being put to sleep by uh, a nun. It turns out he lives in an orphanage. Yeah. And it just kind of shows like Santa Claus, you know, shows up at the orphanage and, you know, starts leaving out presents and stuff. And then Santa Claus leaves. Well, whenever he gets back to the North Pole, they realize that Buddy the baby uh, ended up actually back with Santa. He had escaped into Santa's uh, bag or whatever, which I'm sorry. You mean to tell me Santa didn't notice like way earlier <laughs> than that? I mean, he's in and out of that bag like all freaking night. Yeah, a baby crawling around in it. Yeah. Because what got the baby's attention was the teddy bear. Right. And that's why he escaped out of his crib. Yeah. And, and so that means he was in the bag with the teddy bear. So that teddy bear was supposed to go to Another a kid, kid somewhere. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just going to keep overanalyzing no that's kind of what we do though <laughs> well that's true so it's literally our job but that's just it so they're trying the other elves are they're trying to figure out you know like where did this baby come from yeah and buddy ends up with his name because he's wearing he's wearing a uh, a diaper that says like buddy's diaper service or something like that oh that's right that's where his name comes from right they and think his name is buddy buddy as well I guess they probably put all their names on their underwear. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) And so 
you know, they can't, they realize like, okay, well, we can't take him back because they don't know where he came from. Right. You know, so they're, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do. And then that's whenever a Papa Elf stands up and he's like, I'll, I'll take care of him. Because he mentions that he had always wanted kids, but he had never settled down. Yeah. So we see him and he takes Buddy and raises him as his own. And it just, it goes through a whole sequence showing how, yeah, Buddy is very different from the other elves. Just <laughs> like, even as like a little kid. Yeah. Like Buddy is already like huge. Oh yeah. He's on one scene. They have Buddy as a kid, probably like a, a preteen. Probably. Maybe he's like 12 or 13. Yeah. And he's, well, maybe not that old. He, he's probably like eight or so. Yeah. And he's riding on a, a tricycle through right. the house. And he's you just, see Papa Elf hanging on to the, yeah. hanging on to his back. But, yeah. He's just tower over him. Exactly. Over him. Or like whenever he's still a baby and he's sitting in Papa Elf's lap and he's just massive. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, there's scenes like that. And then I believe there is also scenes, too, of like where he's... He's older, but he's like laying in bed. But it's—I mean—he's just dangling off of it because he's, you know, way too tall. So, yeah, they're just showing, like, yeah, he definitely does not look like an elf. No. <laughs> um. So let's see. Uh, from there, you know, you see him. He's also in school, and they go over like the elf rules. Right, and he's an adult now. Yeah. This is this is like present day now, basically. <laughs> right. And he's an adult sitting in this teeny tiny little chair. Right, with, these with a bunch kids. of, I guess they're children elves. Yeah. And uh, reciting the three elf rules. Which the big one is, you know, to uh, sing loud, you know, so that everyone can hear. Yeah. Type of thing. Because that'll come up, of course, later. Oh, yeah. All the cheerful Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, after, after um, and then after the, the school scene, you see... Uh, Buddy's kind of getting introduced to Papa Elf's trade. As yeah, an elf. he's that's right. He's Santa's, I guess, like personal mechanic. Pretty much, and yeah. He keeps the sleigh maintained and up and running. Right. And it turns out it runs on like a jet engine, right? Because like uh, the they've got like this spirit meter. Yeah, on it's the like thing. A, I think they called it like a clausometer. Clausometer. Yeah. Yeah, and because not enough people believe in Santa, they have to supplement. The loss in power with a jet engine, right. basically, and I, which is kind of cool. But if you think about it, okay, so the reindeer are supposed to be pulling Santa's sleigh, right? They can probably only do it so fast. Yeah, that jet engine kicks in. <laughs> you would think that would actually propel the engine right into the reindeer and just knock everything out of the sky. Rudolph, no, <laughs> that's true. Or at the very least, it would go so fast that the poor reindeer would probably just disintegrate into the, <laughs> into the atmosphere. Into a fine mist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they were just talking about, because uh, Buddy just can't believe that, you know, a, a lot of people don't believe in Santa. Right. And so Papa Elf is trying to explain to him, like, you know, yeah, that's why, you know, we have to have this engine. And he's just, you know, I just liked it because he was talking about how, yeah, you know, there's a rumor down south that, you know, parents are the ones, you know, that put the uh, presents out for the kids and not Santa. Right. And Buddy, of course, just he can't oh, believe he's that. By that. And he's like, oh, I suppose that, you know, the parents also eat the cookies instead of Santa, too. Yeah, he's he's absolutely appalled yeah. by that idea. But that's just it, though. So that's why he's, you know, they have... Uh, 
you know, since there's not enough Christmas uh, belief and everything like that, that's why they have this engine now. Exactly. So. Yeah. And uh, after that, Buddy's Buddy's goes to work, and he's he's making etch sketches at that point. Yeah, yeah he's sketches. making etch sketches, and the um, supervisor elf, his yeah. name is Ming Ming, I think. Right, and I he comes and talks to Buddy, and he's like way behind schedule. Right, and I just want to point this out real quick. Ming Ming is actually played uh, by the same actor who played Ralphie Parker in A Christmas Story. So yep. that's another classic. Uh, Christmas movie that oh, yeah. we're you know going to be doing later this month for sure, um, but yeah. So you know Ming Ming comes to talk to him, and you can tell Buddy's really embarrassed because he's that far behind. Right, he's only made eighty five, and his quota is a thousand a day. Yeah, just in to me, I don't know anything about production or nothing, but yeah. to me, eighty five etch sketches is pretty good. Right. I mean, I don't know, but apparently a thousand not- is just. That's crazy. But apparently that's what elves do, I right. guess. They're, they're able they're to do They're master toy it. makers. Exactly. So that's just it. So he tells them, he's like, you know, yeah, 85. And then that's whenever Ming Ming pulls out, you know, his scroll that he's like, so that puts you behind the pace for like 900 and... Yeah, 915. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think at that point they switch... Oh, I'm sorry. Before that happens... He, you know, at that point really feels down and he's like, you know, just say it, you know, I'm a cotton-headed, you know, ninny muggins. <laughs> yeah, which must be a horrible, yeah. like, curse. Yeah. Because everyone gasps. Right. Just you, unanimously. Right. Or, or not unanimously. What am I trying to say? All at once. They all gasp. Yeah. And the but, supervisor's like, no, 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 you're not, you're not that. You have lots of talents. Right. And he's like searching for talents and he's like, look at people like, talents, anyone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then that's whenever like one of them says like, well, he's, you know, you're, you're the only one who's able to check uh, and change out the batteries yeah. for the smoke detectors. Yeah, and in six months you'll have to do it again. You'll have to do it again. And then another <laughs> elf points out, you know, you, you, uh, you're like the baritone of... Um, of our choir group. You bring yep. us down a whole octave and then one of them is like, in a good way. Yeah. You know? So they're just kind of, they're trying to cheer Buddy up as best as they can. Right. Um, but I think at that point they switch him over instead of making the toys, he's kind of testing them. Yeah, he gets reassigned. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, middle of the yawn there. He gets reassigned to yeah. toy testing. Right. And he's testing Jack in the Boxes. Yeah. And, so... Uh, to he see gets if they scared pop. by like yeah, <laughs> yeah each and every one yeah to see if you know they pop out and stuff <laughs> and he's going through and yeah every single time it pops out which is like dude you know when that song is almost over that's supposed to pop out right this this should not be scaring you at this yeah. point but it does and the one that doesn't scare him doesn't work initially yeah but then and it pops out of, yeah. up out of nowhere and that freaks him <laughs> out and he kind of takes it and messes with it and yeah stuff and, and that's when he hears a Here's uh, Ming Ming, his boss, right. and another elf talking. And he's like, you know, hey, man, you know, uh, I, I hate to do this to you, but I need you to pick up an extra shift with the edge of sketches. Right. You know, buddy's killing me. You know, we're behind schedule. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He's, he's like, you know, oh, and good quick thinking with that whole, you know, you've got extra special talents bit. Exactly. And uh, Ming Ming's like, yeah, you know, I kind of feel bad for the guy. 
you know, I wonder if he's ever going to figure out if he's not an elf. And the other elf is like, well, if he hasn't figured it out by now, yeah. you know, he'll never figure out that he's a human. And this is when he has his existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything comes back to him like, oh, yeah, I really am that different from right. all the other elves. Trying on elf shoes. They don't right. fit. He can't fit in the shower. He can't fit in the bed. Right. And uh, whenever he's walking around somewhere, he always has to duck underneath all the beams. Exactly. And everything. Yeah. And then you see him and, you know, one of the other elves, you know, ask like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, I just need some water. And then he literally falls on top of <laughs> the elf and crushes him. <laughs> and... It's a sad day in the North Pole. Yeah, you just killed an elf. Elf crushed to death by Buddy. That's right. No, but then at that point you see him and he's, you know, running through the forest, which I kind of liked it because it was almost like a throwback to like the Rudolph, exactly. the red-nosed, you know, reindeer. Yeah, with the little... Claymation type <clears throat> yeah. stuff. And the way the scene and the backdrop was with the trees and the snow, yeah. everything just looked... Well, like you said, it looked just like the old school, like, 50s. Claymation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you see him running through and stuff, and he, you know, runs into his house that he shares with Papa Elf. Yeah. And this is where Papa Elf basically breaks it down for him. Right. And, like, lets him know, you know, like, uh, this is, you know, this is your dad, and this is your mom, Susie, and... Um, Basically, your dad didn't know that your mom was pregnant with you. Right. And she ended up, you know, putting you up for adoption. Um, and, you know, your dad didn't know. And then, unfortunately, she passed away. Right. Like, they had, they had split up, like, long before yeah. that. Long, long before she even knew she was pregnant, they had split up. Right. And I guess, for whatever reason, she just decided not to tell him. I mean, my guess is that it was a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am situation. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> oh, you know what? That is because they said they met at some... Uh... I thought they were supposed to be, like, sweethearts, though. Oh, no, they were, yeah, like, high school sweethearts or something. But, but anywho, um, it's not super important. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, he was telling the, him the story and stuff, and he pulls out, it's like a snow globe, and he tells him that, you know, your dad works here, which is uh, the Empire State Building. Right. And so, I think at that point, Buddy goes to talk to Santa. Well, he does. He leaves to talk to Santa, but on his way, he runs into uh, Leon the Snowman. That's right. And, uh, and uh, Leon the Snowman is supposed to be... Burl Lives right. Snowman from again the fifties. Right, uh, Rudolph. Was that was that in the fifties or the sixties? I don't remember. It was it was a good ways ago. But anywho, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know the snowman's like, oh yeah, you should you should totally go, man. Just right. just you know don't eat any yellow snow. Yeah, that's what I tell him. <laughs> and he's and like, so, oh I know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then that's when he goes talks to Santa. And uh, Buddy's like, you know, Leon told me he's been to New York and it's like really dangerous or something. Yeah. And uh, Santa Claus is like, oh, Leon hasn't been anywhere. He doesn't have any feet. <laughs> you know, don't listen to him. Right. He's like, there's, there's only three things you need to remember. He's like, one, don't any gum you find out on the street. It's not free candy. It's not. And uh, he says, two... If they say a peep show, they don't mean you get to look at Christmas presents early. Right. And he's like, and three, and then this is when he kind of drops it on Buddy that his dad's mm -hmm. on the naughty list. Right. And I love it because he's like, no! <laughs> yeah, he freaks out. And, and it cuts real quick to Walter, Buddy's dad. Yeah. Who's a uh, 
publisher right at a big publishing i think it's like thing. a kid's publishing yeah uh books and he's taking books away from nuns yeah the nun you know and he's trying to explain like well you know you didn't make the payment and the nun is like but the children love the books yeah. and he's like well, you know, sorry, but you have to pay for it. Like, I understand, yeah. you know, you need to be paid for the books. But right. it's Christmas time and I know. their kids' books, maybe just give them a little bit of time. Be like, okay, pay us yeah. next month or let's work out a payment plan exactly. or something. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and then it goes, you know, back to Buddy after that. And, you know, at this point, it's like, okay, I'm going to go uh, find my dad. Right. And so, you know, they show him, you know, saying goodbye to everybody. Yep. And uh, he heads off. And it's still, it's kind of funny because it's still sort of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer-ish. Yeah. Because he's saying goodbye to, like, you know, some of the, um, like, animals that are there. And so, but then he gets onto this ice, um, this ice thing to take off or whatever and you know he starts to leave and then this ominous music happens and you know the animals um the animals you know skedaddle yeah and you're thinking oh no what's this and all of a sudden you see this narwhal yeah and he's like <laughs> the animals run away yeah like, oh no and the narwhal's like bye buddy hope you find your dad <laughs> and he's like thanks mr narwhal and so, you know, the narwhal, you know, goes back down, which actually the narwhal real quick uh, was voiced by John Fav- uh, Favreau, who's oh, okay. also the director of this movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He always inserts himself somehow in his movies. Yeah. And I mean, he inserts himself later. Too. Oh, yeah, for sure. He does so, that in the Marvel movies, too. True. So anyway, you see him and he's taking off. And we get a couple of glimpses of like where he goes before he, he gets to New York. Thousands of miles, <laughs> right, from the North Pole to New York City, right, wearing nothing but his yellow outfit. tights and a green coat. Yeah, it's hat. his elf outfit. Like he should be dead. Yeah, for sure. He should not have survived that trip. He should have survived the first day of that trip. So that's just it. So they show him <laughs> and they, they show him like walking up this tall ass mountain. Yeah. And then you see him and sure enough he gets to like the land of candy canes and <laughs> yeah. stuff that he talks about later. <laughs> and you know, finally we see him and I think he's like, I mean, he's sort of like in a wooded area and he comes across a raccoon. Yeah, he's nearing New York finally. Right. And yeah, he comes across the this raccoon, and of course, with his uh, experience in the North Pole, he's thinking that this animal is also going to be nice and talk oh, yeah. to him and stuff like that. And yeah, no, the raccoon is just a raccoon. Oh yeah, raccoon raccoons are mean. They're smart little animals, but they're mean. Yeah, don't mess with them. No, <laughs> and so that's just it. So he's you know approaching it, you know, oh hi, you know how are you? And he and the raccoon actually hisses at him. He jumps on and latches onto his. Face. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's the end of the friendship between those two. Yeah. So pretty much. And this is where we see he you know finally comes out of this tunnel. And now you know, like, okay, he's in New York City. Yeah. And so... Yeah, he somehow made it onto this, like... I don't think it was even a pedestrian sort of walkway. Yeah, I don't know. I think know. it was some sort of walkway used by maintenance or something. <laughs> right. But he's, uh, like, like inches train. away from moving traffic. Right. On this, like, guard-railed-off walkway thing. Right. But when he emerges, he's, like, you know, in New York City finally. Yeah. 
And we get just kind of like a little montage, you know, of him going around the the city. Yeah, he's eating gum off of a railing. Not on the ground. No. Just off of a railing, so it's cool. It is. And uh, he's hopscotching on a crosswalk at yeah. one point, too. And, of course, he, you know, gets beeped at. Oh, you yeah. Because it's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. there's traffic. Stop being stupid, man. Yeah. And so, you know, we see that. He goes into, you know, this one restaurant that says it has the world's best coffee. And he yes. goes in there. He's like, you know, wow, you know, congratulations. World's best coffee. That's great. And, of course, everybody's just staring at him like, the hell is this? <laughs> you know, and so he, like, leaves and, you know, yeah, it's just him, you know, looking around New York City. Yeah. Obviously, you know, surprised by everything he sees. One of my favorite parts was whenever he... He comes across two guys standing outside of a shopfront, storefront. Oh, yeah. Handing out flyers, <laughs> I guess, like ads for that store or maybe a competing store. Yeah. And he, like, he just keeps walking back and forth taking flyers from Yeah. It's... And finally the dudes, like, harass him. Like, get the heck out of here. Yeah. What are you doing, man? <laughs> exactly. You're taking all our flyers. Right. <laughs> and so, finally, he finds, you know, he, he's got the uh, snow globe with him the whole time. And finally, he finds the Empire State Building. Right. And so, you know, we see him go in and, you know, of course, he's looking around. It's, you know, big and new to him. Right, exactly. Well, he gets on the elevator. First he gets on, then he gets off. And then he gets back on again after another guy gets on. (laughs) And, you know, the guy picks the floor that he wants. And then this is where I can't, like, this would piss me off so bad. But Buddy is, like, notices, like, you know, the light or whatever on uh, the floor number. And that's whenever he just takes his hands and just makes all of the numbers yes. and he stuff. He pushes them all. all. And he's like, oh, it looks like a Christmas tree. And then you can and the see guy the... just kind of gives him a look. Like, yeah. Great. If yeah. that was him, I would have got off that elevator. Oh, for sure. Because you know there's more than one elevator right. in that building. I mean, like, enjoy your elevator ride. Yeah. I'm going to go find another one. <laughs> yeah, it's like I got places, you know, to be. Jeez. So anyway, so... <laughs> Sure enough, you know, they finally get to the floor that Buddy needs to get to. And, of yeah. course, that poor dude is still on the elevator. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many floors that elevator it looked stopped like a lot. along the way. But it had gone through... About half. Yeah, just about half of all the floors that he had pushed already. Right. And so, you know, the Buddy, of course, says goodbye to the guy. and Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, good yeah. riddance. <laughs> and so, we real quick, we go into the office... And we've got Walter talking to this one other executive guy. Yeah. And the executive guy is telling him, he's like, hey, we're missing like the last two pages out of this book. Um, You know, do you still want us to ship it? Yeah. And Walter's talking about how, oh, it's a kid's book. They don't care. They just care about pictures. Just send, you know, send it out. Right. He's like, do we spend $30,000? And rewrite this book all just to satisfy little Susie or little Johnny's right. curiosity about a puppy. Or do we just ship it Yeah, and be done with it? And the guy's like, well, we should fix the book. And he's like, no, just get it out of here. Yeah. And so he, he initials all the pages. Right. Saying that he's approved it and green lights the whole thing. Right. And then we see Buddy and he's kind of walking around outside the office. And he ends up um, coming across... Uh, uh, Walter's secretary. Yeah. And she, you know, is complimenting him on, oh, you know, you look like you're just from the North Pole. And <laughs> he's like, I am. I am. How did you know? Yeah. 
And so, you know, she thinks that he's there as like some sort of Christmas like singing telegram. Yeah. So she, you know, calls into his office and stuff like that. And she's like, hey, you know, I think somebody sent you a Christmas telegram. Mm -hmm. And so Buddy, of course, goes in as that one executive guy is about to go out. And he's like, Dad. (laughs) And, you know, at first he just kind of looks, Walter just kind of looks at him and he's like, all right, he's like, let's get this over with. And, you know, he's trying to explain, like, oh, you know, I'm Buddy, your son. And he's kind of like, yeah, no, I I don't, you know, you look like you're from the North Pole. Yeah. And, yeah, that's exactly where I came from. <laughs> and so he's like, well, he's like, do you have, like, a song or, you know, something like that? And this is where, yeah, Buddy sings, you know, comes up, of course, like, off the top of his head. Kind of like the story about how, you know, and about how, you know, um, Susie or whatever is his mom. And, you know, but you didn't know I was alive. And yeah, he (laughs) sings it like, like how a kid would sing. Of course. Yeah. It's just everything about him is kid like. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of makes sense if he's supposed to be an elf or whatever. Right. Full of Christmas joy and and whatnot. You know, he's like, but you didn't know I was born. Yeah. And then he's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. God. (laughs) And then at that point, you know, he's, you could tell Walter, it kind of clicked with Walter when he mentioned that his mom, his mom's name was Susie. And you could, you know, he kind of is like, oh shit. Yeah. I I remember her now. Um, but I think at that point he, uh, he gets taken downstairs. Yeah. He gets taken downstairs because he starts getting a little, like you said, he starts getting a little too creepy with the info. Yeah. He knows quite a bit about, um, Walter's past and it's kind of creeping Walter out and the secretary is like, should I call security? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. They whisper it. And, uh. Then Buddy's like, hey, I like whispering, too. Yeah. And then it cuts to Buddy being escorted out of the building. Right. By the two security officers. And one of the security officers is played by Will Ferrell's brother. Yeah, I have a feeling he enjoyed that scene. <laughs> Probably. It wouldn't surprise me there may have been some sibling rivalry between the yeah. two. He's like, I get to kick my brother out? Awesome. I know, right? I'm all over that role. So I think at this point we see Buddy, you know, still walking around town. Yeah, as soon as he leaves, he they well they tell him like go to Gimbel's, yeah, and they're just joking. But he takes that as real instruction. He's like, okay, right. and so Gimbel's is right across the street. Yeah, so he just mindlessly walks across the street. <laughs> I love this scene so much. And gets ran into by a taxi, <laughs> yes, and he so, just pops right up off the he's ground. Like, he's oh, like, sorry. He's apologizing for yeah. him getting hit. Well. Yeah. He didn't look both ways, but still right. the car shouldn't have, like, plowed into him. <laughs> it's still funny, though. <laughs> Stupid buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And so he makes it into the gimbals, and he immediately starts it off. He starts off his little gimbals trip with the perfume department. Yeah. And she tells him... It's fruit spray. Fruit, yeah, it was a... Uh, with hints of fruit or fruit punch or something like that. He's yeah. Like, oh, good, and he sprays it in his mouth. Uh. Like, yeah, there's so much alcohol in that, dude. Yeah. Come on now. Well, he didn't know what perfume was. Yeah. But yeah, you see him walking around Gimbal's and he's just, (laughs) you know, mesmerized by everything that's there. Yeah. And he comes across the, uh, he comes across kind of like the, um, 
the Santa area. Yeah, first he's he's looking at this display. It's lingerie. Right. And the sign at the display says, for that someone special. Right. And in his mind, he's like, well, my dad my is dad. someone special. Yeah. So he's thinking about buying it for his dad. Right. But he gets mistaken by the store manager for one of the workers in the Santa display. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, your break ended a while ago. Get over yeah, here. Yeah, you need to get back to work, you know. And he's, he's like, we're in the north. No, I'm sorry. Buddy asks him, where are we? And uh, he's like, we're in the North Pole. He's like, no, we're not. Yeah. This isn't the North Pole. <laughs> and then the, the store manager's like, yes, we are. Yeah. And he's like, hold on. I got to make an announcement. And so he tells everybody that Santa's going to be there the next day for Santa! pictures. Yeah, but he freaking loses yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, I know him. <laughs> and of course, yeah, the manager is just staring at him like, what is going on? Yeah. And then, you know, you see after that announcement's made, you see one of the other like guys or whatever that's playing an elf or whatever. And he's like, he's like, I know him. And the yeah. guy's just looking at him like, you know. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. And then uh, this is where he sees Jovi, played by Zoe Deschanel. Right. And, you know, she's fixing something on a tree and he, you know, can't stop staring at her and, you know, thinks that she's pretty. Oh. Yeah. And he's, you know, <laughs> telling her, oh, you're very good at decorating that tree. And, of course, she's not into it. Like she said, she's like, I'm just trying to get through the holidays. Right. Like, yeah, she does not want to be there. She really does not care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... He was talking about how, you know, in order to bring joy, you know, the best way to do that is singing. And she's like, well, she's like, I can't sing. And he's talking about how, oh, you know, anybody can sing. Really, it's just like talking. And she's like, no, no, it's no, not. No, it's, it's not yeah. like talking at yeah. all. <laughs> and so he tries to like prove it to her. Yeah. You know, and he just stands in front of everybody and he's like, I'm singing, <laughs> you know. This is my voice. I'm singing. You know, that kind of thing. And, of course, she's staring at him. Like, yeah, like he's kind of losing it. Right. And the manager comes around the corner and shouts at him. He's like, no singing in the North Pole. He's like, yes, there is. And yeah, he's like, no, there's not. And he runs away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, of course, there's an announcement, you know, that Gimbals is closing in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um. You know, so, of course, Jovi's like, you know, finally. I yeah, get to I got go better home. places to be than yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, yeah, he's like, but Santa's going to be here tomorrow. You know, we still need to get everything ready. And she's kind of looking around like, you know, what? Like, no, no, we don't. This this place is good enough for a mall Santa. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then from there, you see, like, Gimbal's is starting to shut down. And he actually hides. Yeah, he stays in the store while it's closed. Right. And decorates the whole thing while it's closed. Yeah, I mean, he puts in a lot of work. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, there's, there's, he gets ribbon and makes snowflake, paper snowflakes. Mm-hmm. and Paper chains and crepe paper everywhere. Right. Well, and he also takes the light bright and he spells out like on a bunch of light brights that say, you know, welcome Santa. Yeah. And then hangs them. And then he takes like Legos. And I think he does like the whole like New York skyline. Yeah. He creates the New York skyline with Legos and then he has lays out a A toy train. train Yeah. To kind of snake its way through the model that he made. Right. It was really impressive. It was. Kind of cool looking actually. 
So they show him doing all that. And then we uh, go back and this is where we meet uh, Walter's, the rest of his family. Yeah. So his wife, Emily, and his uh, son, um, I'm blanking out on his name. The son? Yeah. The son's name is Michael. That's right. And... And uh, well, they're they're having a family dinner, or trying to. Yeah, they're trying you to. You kind of get the feeling maybe they're not like it's not a, like a rocky or bad marriage, but you no. feel like they're going through like a slump or something. Right. Well, and it's obvious that he with his son Michael and stuff like that, like they don't have the greatest relationship because the dad works all the time. Right. Yeah, he's having trouble connecting with his son, and right. like I said again, because he works all the time. Right. He doesn't seem to have a very good relationship with his wife either. Yeah. And so yeah, they were trying to have this dinner, but he's like, you know, sorry. He's like, I'm gonna take my dinner into my office space. You know, I got a lot, a lot of work to do. Yeah. And then the son, you know, makes the jo- joke about, well, can I go eat in my room? He's like, I got a lot of homework and stuff to do. And the mom's <laughs> yeah. like, no, you're going to eat right no, here. You're keeping your ass in the chair. Yeah. And eating your dinner right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, and this is where we see Walter and yeah, he goes into his office and he pulls out a yearbook and sure enough, he finds the, the same picture that Papa Elf had shown uh, to Buddy of him and Susie. Yeah. And, yeah, that's whenever it's, like, he kind of realizes more so, like, oh, yeah, I really could be this, you know, guy's father. Yeah, well, especially because he he called out the ex's name. Mm-hmm. I forget what her name was. Susie. Oh, Susie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he just is, like, oh, God, you know, yeah. and... I believe at that point, it's supposed to be the next morning at Gimbel's. Yeah. And uh, you see that the whole, he's finished the whole store. It's all decorated. And he turns on like all the, you know, lights and everything that he did. But he hears shower water running down the hall. And and I guess they have showers in the, like the ladies washroom or something at this mall. And uh, uh, Jovi? Yeah, Jovi. Jovi heard... Her character's in the shower and she's singing, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Right. And, and he walks into the washroom and starts singing along, but right. kind of quietly. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe she either doesn't hear him or doesn't register that, that there's another person in the room. Which I don't understand. And I mentioned this to you when we were watching it. So he's <laughs> in Gimbal's this entire time. How did he not notice her? Like, he didn't notice her come in. Right. Because you know at some point she would have had to flip on some lights. Right. Somebody should have noticed something odd at some point. Right. Either she should have or he should have. Right. But anyway, but yeah, so he's she's in the shower singing and he's outside of the shot, you know, like he can't see anything. But no, he's, you know, outside and he's quietly also he's singing the guy part to be right. cold outside. Yeah. And he blows his cover, though, at the end where he belts it out <laughs> with her. And then that's whenever she realizes, you know, oh, shit, somebody's in here. Yeah. And so, you know, she shuts the water off and opens up the curtain and she sees, you know, kind of, she kind of pokes her head around the corner and sees him. And of course she screams and yeah. she tells him, you know, to get out, you know, right. and he shuts his eye, he covers his eyes <laughs> and then runs off, but Idiot. he runs right into the locker yeah, it's like, in there. By all means, get out, but keep your eyes open. Like you can't see where you're going if right. you close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I think... 
let's see. This is, I think, the manager shows up after that. Oh, actually, um, first we see that Buddy's dad, Walter, is walking to work. Oh, yeah. And he walks by the gimbals. And Buddy, at this point, is, I guess, taking a nap. He's sleeping (laughs) in the storm windows display. And uh, Buddy wakes up to see his dad standing there, and he he loses it. Oh, my God, it's my dad. Yeah. And uh, so he runs real quick to go buy a gift for him, which turns out to be the lingerie. (laughs) Yeah. And he follows his dad to the office again, but this time security... Like, recognizes him, obviously. Right. Still and he wearing gets, the elf get up. Yeah. So he gets kicked out right away. And yeah, he tells but they him, take the gift from him. Right. And um, so they kick him out. So then Buddy has no choice but to go back across the street to Gimbel's. Yeah. And uh, so now he's he's there, and he's talking to Jovi's character again. And he's kind of trying to smooth things over with her a little bit yeah well she's like you know well what were you doing in the in the ladies room and he's like well he's like i heard somebody singing yeah and so you know he was talking about how oh you know you have a very nice voice yeah and um she's like well how did you you know how did you not know if i was or i'm sorry how did you know um, she mentioned something about being naked, and he's like, well, I didn't know you were naked, which, yeah. if she's in the shower, why wouldn't she be naked? Yeah, but you whatever. don't take a shower with your clothes on. <laughs> yeah. And so... But it's kind of, it's, even though he's in a, he's a grown man, I guess he's kind of... Well, he's kid-like, He's yeah. coming off very kid-like, and it's, I guess, convincing to mm-hmm. her that it's like, okay, maybe he's kind of harmless. Right. Um, but in the meantime, while they're talking... You know, she also asks, like, did you do, you know, like, you know, did you do all this or did do you know who did all this? And he's like, oh, I did all this. Yeah. And, and she's, she's like, like, really? Because they are pissed about this. Right. And right about that time, the store manager comes up. He's like, okay, I don't know who's gunning for my job. Yeah. He's like, but if somebody, if somebody from corporate or somebody. Yeah. He's yeah. like, if I go down, we all go down. He's yeah. like, so if you see anything strange, just call me on my walkie talkie. Yeah. And uh, he runs off. Well, I, I, it's kind of, he's like... Well, yeah, the his code, code word isn't necessarily a word. It's a code phrase. He's like, Santa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> and then he criticizes Jovi. He's like, he's because she, she's working on ribbon curls for packages. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And he that. has like six, inch, six inch curls. And she's like, but that's impossible. And he's like, six inches. <laughs> and then he takes off and Yeah, stuff. she just goes, she's like... Forget that. She just goes back to work yeah. doing what she's doing. Right. Already. But this is where, yeah, the manager makes the announcement. You know, you see all the kids are, like, lined up to meet Santa. Yeah. And he makes the announcement, you know, that Santa's here. And, of course, uh, Buddy loses his shit. Oh, yeah. He runs to the front of the line. He's, like, screaming, oh, my gosh, yeah. Santa. Santa. And uh, the the Santa actor is like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, buddy, how you doing? Yeah. And so Buddy takes that as, like, he is Santa. He knows his name. Right. And so he walks up to Santa while the first kid starts to kind of clam on his lap. Mm -hmm. And he looks at him real close. He's like, you're not 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 Santa. Santa. You don't smell like Santa. Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm Santa Claus. Right. And so, you know, he starts talking to the kid, you know, how old are you? Oh, I'm four, you know, and what's your name, Paul? Yeah, he's like, don't tell him anything. He's an imposter. Yeah. And the Santa Claus tells him, like, just knock it off, pal. And he's like, yeah. you sit on a throne of lies. Yeah. You don't smell like Santa. <laughs> I like that You line. smell like beef and cheese. A throne of lies. Yeah. I don't know why that made me laugh. Yeah. But then, then Buddy lose. He, he rips Santa's fake beard off. And of course, the kids freak out. Oh, yeah. That would know. be kind of shocking. It would be. 
And uh, so then the Santa actor loses it. And they, they literally fist fight. Oh yeah, they start fist fighting, rolling around on the ground, destroying the display. Mm-hmm. But then the kids start to enjoy what's going on <laughs> when Santa Claus picks up a giant pole and he starts yep. like knocking over all the Legos. Yeah, I don't know what it is about kids and destruct destructive well stuff. But and that fun. and what's interesting is like that fight scene. They only did that in one take because the amount of work that they would have had to do to try to recreate all that is like, okay, we can only do this the one time. It gives me anxiety just thinking about all the work that had to be done to make that happen one time. Right. And just to watch it all get destroyed. Yeah. It's like, okay, guys, you have no idea how bad my feet, legs, and back (laughs) hurt right now because of all this crud that I just had to put up for your scene. Exactly. And you're just going to roll around on it? Right. Yep, pretty much. Yep. I quit. <laughs> yeah. So I think we actually go back to the office where uh, Walter opens up the gift that he's given. Yeah, it cuts back to that real quick, and he like well, he holds it up up to him. Well, a and bit. real quick though, there's also a card, and it's a crayon picture of Buddy the Elf on the outside, <laughs> yeah. and then on the inside is that same photograph of him and Susie. Yeah. Um, from a long time ago. And then, yeah, he opens up the package, and yeah, he sure enough, he lifts it, and it's, you know, it's this the frilly. Lingerie, yeah. yeah. And uh, the secretary comes barging in, you know, saying, Oh, you've got a phone call. And he tells her, you know, intercom yeah. next time. Yeah, don't you know. just barge in here. Right. And so we find out that Buddy was actually in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see all Go like, the, right. But it's funny though. Cause you see all the like buff, you know, prison dudes that are like working out and stuff. And poor buddy is just sitting there, you know, terrified. <laughs> and so, you know, we find out that his one phone call was to his dad to yeah. come bail him out. And, you know, buddy's excited that his dad showed up and everything, but really his dad is kind of like, okay, we're going to get this figured out once and for all. Mm-hmm. And so we see them, and they go to, um, it looked like a pediatrician's office, which... Yeah, I guess it was, but, I mean, you wouldn't take an adult to a pediatrician's office if all you're going to do is run a DNA test... Exactly. ...to find out if you're the parent or not. Which I don't know if, like, the doctor, who's also played by John Favreau... Yep. I don't know if that guy, if that character was supposed to be maybe, like, a personal friend... I kind of got the feeling because they had a, they had a conversation together um, when the results came in. Right. That was almost, yeah. It was more than a doctor talking to. Right, and we'll we'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah. So, but yeah, they show Buddy and stuff, and he's sitting on the table, and he's curious, like, oh, you know, can I listen into your necklace? (laughs) And, you know, just all this other stuff. And he's trying to tell him, like, okay, be still. And so he takes his finger and he pokes it, you know, to get blood. Well, shoot, the fool doesn't even poke (laughs) it. He, like, lifts the doggone needle over his head and, like, stabs his finger with it. Yeah. It's like, what are you trying to do, run it through? Right. You just need a little bit of blood for a a DNA typing test. And so that's just it. So. And that's just it. Buddy, of course, screams and he's like, ah, you know, and then you see Buddy is in the waiting room with a a little girl and he's got like a cotton ball over it. And he's like, you know, there's a heartbeat in my finger. (laughs) And so, you know, he he starts talking to the little girl and, you know, asking her like, well, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah. 
And she's like, oh, you know, I want a Susie Talks a Lot doll. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, mentions, she's like, your outfit is very pretty. And yeah, they just go kind of back and forth. And he mentions, he's like, you know, he's like, well, he's like, I'm a, I'm a human raised by uh, elves. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, I'm a human raised by humans. <laughs> Which I feel like that would have been something I would have said probably as a kid. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but Anyway, he just tells her, he's like, well, he's like, I'll put in a good word with you, you know, with uh, Santa for yeah. you. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he eats the the uh, cotton ball that had the blood on it. Yeah. Well, we we forgot about that. He was eating cotton balls in the, uh, oh, that's in right. the doctor's office. That's right. Because I guess he thought they were marshmallows. Probably. But they're not. Yeah. But then he eats the one that would have been covered in blood. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then we go Gross. back to... Uh, Walter and the doctor, the doctor comes in and he's like, well, he's like, it's a boy, mm-hmm. is what he tells him. And he mentions, like, you know, yeah, buddy is your son. Yeah. And he, you know, Walter, of course, can't believe it. He's like, that guy? And <laughs> the doctor's kind of trying to explain, like, you know, he because Walter's like, you know, he thinks he's an elf. And the doctor's kind of explaining, he's like, well, he's like, Based on how he was raised and everything, you know, that's probably not all that uncommon, really. Right. And this is where, yeah, we get this short conversation where it's like, okay, he probably took them because they're friends. Mm-hmm. And this is where the doctor tells him, he's like, you know what? He's like, if I were you, you know, just take him home, you know, let him meet Emily and Michael, you know? Yeah. And that kind of stuff. So... That's basically what he does. This is kind of interesting, just a little side oh, okay. note. I, I could have saved this for the end, but I just thought I'd mention this here. Okay, so the doctor gets the DNA type results back. Right. You know, if which it's I a familial feel, match or not. Which I feel would, you know, take a few days. It, or it a would. Week. Yeah. This is off of, um, it's a, a co.uk website, so it's, you know, not a US-based right. site. But dnacenter.co.uk so typically, DNA results uh, come in four to five days. Yeah. Or can take up to three to twelve weeks in yeah. some cases. Uh, yeah. I so there is no taking blood and coming back thirty mi- thirty right. minutes later with "Yep, you're the father." <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but anyway, so after he makes that suggestion, um, that's basically what uh, Walter does. Yeah. Um, he. You know, the wife is kind of telling him, she's like, oh, she's like, that's so exciting. You know, that, wow, you have a, another son. Right. You know, so. Which she's taking it, and there's really not much reason to be angry, though. Right, because it happens. She's taking it very well. Yeah, I mean, well, because like I said, if it, it would have happened a long time before they got together. So right. it's not and like. he didn't even know he right. existed. He didn't even know the woman was pregnant. Right. So, like, yes, literally not his. Mm-hmm fault it's not like he cheated on her right when they were married or when they were dating right exactly and so but you know so she's pretty excited about it walter is still not yeah he's you know still kind of mostly he can't get over because you know his son acts like an elf and not like a 30 year old (laughs) man exactly you know so that's just it though so they go into their uh house and once again, everything is all decorated. Mm-hmm. Buddy went all out yep. on everything. And so now we've got like the awkward, you know, family dinner. Yeah. 
where, you know, Emily is just asking him some simple questions about, you know, oh, how did you get here? And he goes into the whole, oh, you know, I had to pass the swirly gumdrop, you know, and the candy cane land and all this other stuff. (laughs) Meanwhile, the brother Michael is, you know, just not into it whatsoever. Exactly. He's kind of like Walter at this point. Yeah. You know, and so they're, you know, eating spaghetti and he he asks like, oh, you know, is there um, do you have any maple syrup out? And she looks and she's like, no, she's like, it's, it's spaghetti. spaghetti. Exactly. And he's like, oh, he's like, I might have some. And so sure enough, he pulls some out from his Gosh. outfit and dumps it on on there. And of course, they're just staring at it like, uh, ew, you know, what are you doing? And he talks about how um, for elves, you know, basically everything is sugar. He mentions yeah. You know, there's candy, candy canes, candy corn, and then syrup. Yeah. And so that's whenever he dumps it on there and he eats it, which, uh, ugh, gross. That would be, like, don't get me wrong, like, I, I love sweets. Yeah. You know, but Not mixing like that. syrup on spaghetti with right. spaghetti sauce, no less. Exactly. Just, seems very vomit inducing right <laughs> and at this point too he also chugged like a whole liter an of entire coke. yeah liter yeah. of cola on his own yeah which that would be disastrous mm-hmm. if you actually did that in real life yeah and emily is like you like sugar don't you and he's like is that is that what's in uh syrup and she's like yes he's like then yes oh, you know so Jeez. that's gross man yeah and then i think <laughs> at that point he and I think Emily and Walter like left and, and went into the kitchen and she's kind of trying to explain to Walter because, oh, I'm sorry. So Emily asked like, well, how long were you planning on staying? Yeah. And he, he kind of tells her, well, he's like, I'm not sure. And, you know, she, he, she's like, well, she's like, you can stay with us. Yeah. And then that's whenever Walter was kind of like, hey, I need to talk to you. Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, hold on a second there. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to let him into our lives a little mm-hmm. bit, get to know him. Right. But this isn't happening. Yeah. This is not around our child, no it's, less. Like, right. we have a child and yeah. this grown man we don't know anything about. Right. Who acts like a child himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're having that conversation, like, in the kitchen and so it's just Michael and uh, and Buddy. Yeah. And Buddy just lets out this long ass belch. Yes. And you know it's he's, gross. It is, and that's what Michael says afterwards. And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> gross." Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, even Michael's not really totally into Buddy yet. Right. He it's, still thinks he's just a little bit, kind of. Well, he's weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a he's about fifty two cards short of a deck, right? <laughs> but anyway, so I think at that point, uh, Walter and Emily come out, and Emily kind of got her way with he can stay. Yeah, and so, um, I you know it's supposed to be you know everybody's supposed to be sleeping and stuff, but um, Buddy calls out for Walter. Yeah, it's like bedtime, and Buddy's laying in the bed. Yeah, and he's wearing footed PJs too, <laughs> which irritate me. I I don't like footed PJs for I adults. I don't. I just don't get it. Right. Hey, whatever. If you if you like them, awesome. Right. Me, no. It, that's just it, though. He's laying in bed and he starts yelling for his dad, and so yeah. his dad comes in there, and he, you know, Buddy is like, yeah. He's like, can you tuck me in tighter? 
And then he, you know, you can tell Walter's like looking at him like uh, seriously, yep. you know. And so that's just it. Walter goes to tuck in, you know, quote unquote, or whatever. Yes. And in the middle of tucking him in, he starts a tickle fight. Yeah, knows. which is weird. That would piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> right. Like, if that were me in that position, I don't know that I would be able to hold back. I might actually slug him. Right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop that. We are adults for one. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's, you know, pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> It just, after that, it, it cuts to the next morning. Well, actually, Buddy makes it even more awkward. As uh, Walter's leaving the room, Buddy goes, I love you. And Walter looks at him and goes, good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it's you like, can't... well, give it time, bro. Yeah. Like, you, you literally just came into our lives. Like, I know nothing about you. Right. Let's just give it time. And uh, then it cuts to the next morning. And Buddy's made breakfast for the whole family. But it turns out, I guess Buddy just assumes because they had spaghetti the night before, right. that spaghetti is just what they, they eat. eat. Yeah. So he's made spaghetti, but this time, you know, instead of spaghetti sauce, right? he's got syrup and everything. Well, and I love it too because he, he does all that and of course they're not wanting to eat it. Well, no. For obvious reasons. Mary Steenburgen's character takes yeah. one bite of it and she's Ugh. like, oh, that was good. Great, thank you. But then he hands <laughs> he hands her in a, a big ass Ziploc bag oh, of the spaghetti. Of he's like, here. He's like, I made you lunch, and oh, she's looking gosh. at it like, oh, thank you. Jeez. You know, she's trying to be nice. Like I know it's just a movie, and I know it's not real. I know they're not actually eating. Well, they may eat a little bit just yeah. for the scene, but they're not eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for real. But right. it's just. That disgusts me. Yeah. And I think this is where... I think they have another brief discussion where he's telling her, like, hey, he needs to go to work with you today. And she's like, I can't. I have a budget meeting, so he's going to... Or maybe that's later. Um, Yeah, that is that is a, a little bit later. That's kind of right in that same scene. Right. Because right about that time, um, the uh, Walter wakes up and... Uh, He's kind of walking through the house, and Buddy has got the whole house decorated in the yeah. little uh, snowflakes and chain paper chains right. and stuff. And he kind of reacts like how I think I would. He <laughs> grabs one of them after he almost clotheslines himself yeah. on it and rips it <laughs> off the ceiling and throws it to the floor. Yeah. And also it turns out Buddy has partially disassembled their TV stand, That's entertainment right. center, to That's create a rocking horse. I forgot about that. <laughs> Which is kind of weird because I thought Buddy was a failure as a right. toy maker. How maybe did he create just, that so well? Well, maybe he's you know just wasn't quick enough, but maybe he was still able to do some of that stuff. That's true. So, and so he he makes it to the. To the breakfast table, and, and that's when Mary Steenburgen's character, I yeah. forgot her. Emily. It, Emily. She's getting ready to leave. She's like, hey, buddy made us breakfast and lunch. See? Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they start talking, like, you know, what are we going to do? Right. With them. What are we going to do with Buddy? He's like, well, he can stay here today while we're gone at work. Yeah, well, at first he was trying to, I think, pawn her, pawn him off. And she was like, no, she's like, I have this business meeting or whatever. Yeah, well, that actually, that actually comes later, though. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a, that's a little bit later scene. Okay. Um, if I remember right. Yeah. I could be wrong. But, 
Yeah, but from there, if she leaves for work, yeah, and or she's getting ready to leave for work, and James Con Walter sits down. He's like, "Okay, buddy, look, we got to go over some rules." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Rule number one, you got to lose the tights as yeah. soon as possible." Yep. And buddy's like, "As soon as possible, as soon as possible." And he takes that literally, of yes, course, of course, and just drops trowel right in the middle of the While, kitchen. When Emily, as Emily was walking, in. <laughs> she walks in and screams when <laughs> yeah. she sees that. Well, they both scream. Well, yeah, it would be <laughs> it would be shocking anyway, right? Um, and so then it just cuts after she screams. It cuts, and you see Walter. I don't think he's even made it out of the apartment building. He's barely he like on the bar- street. Yeah, he barely made it and out. And he gets a call on his cell phone, and it's Buddy already. And, of course, he's like, how did you get this number? And sh- and he's like, oh, Emily left me a whole list of different numbers. Yeah, just in case of emergencies. And so he's he's asking him about his day while Buddy is making himself his own breakfast. Right, which is gross. Um, it was like noodles and Pop-Tarts and marshmallows. Yes, and, M&M's. Yeah. Um, just a bunch of... All of the stuff that I like individually. Exactly. Yeah. Or <laughs> like together. Or like on a Sunday, but yeah. not on noodles. Yeah, not on noodles and spaghetti. Yes. And uh, he's telling Walter, he's like, look, you know, there's this there's this thing making this weird noise. Ah, and he's ah, crazy. Ah, <laughs> yeah. you know? He makes the noise, but yeah. he's like... Walter tells him, look, that's just the radiator. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's just the heat. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It sounds like a monster. And he walks around the house like a little <laughs> kid would investigating. He's like, oh, no, you're right. Yeah. It's fine. Never mind. He's like, I'll call you in five minutes. And he's like, no. He's <laughs> like, don't, you know, don't call me. Yes, I'll call you. How about that? And he's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it cuts from there. Um I think we cut to Walter's work. Yeah. And he's being... His boss has found out that he green-lighted a book that's yep. not complete. He found that out because he tests all of the books on his niece. Yeah. And his niece hated it because she didn't know what happened to the dog at the end. Right. And so he's like, look, you have till Christmas Eve to fix this book. Yeah. Well, and he Otherwise, makes the meeting... Right, he makes the meeting, and he's pointing at, and Walter was pointing out, like, well, that's Christmas Eve, and it's like, well, yeah, sucks to be sucks you. To you be shouldn't you. have initialed yeah. these pages when you knew where they were blank. Exactly. It's like he points out, it's like you initialed, and these pages are blank. Right. So you approved an unfinished book, so mm-hmm. this is your fault. Yep. Which is fair. It's yeah. like, yeah, he did not do his job right at all. Yep. He got lazy, and so <laughs> he's. Is this where oh, Buddy, this is, Buddy shows up at the school? Yeah, this is. I was about to get a little ahead of myself. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Buddy shows up. It cuts to school letting out. And Walter, right. I mean, Michael's getting out of school. And he's talking to his friends and stuff. And all of a sudden, you hear from across the street, Hey, Michael! And of course, yeah. it's Buddy in his outfit. Yes. And the, the friends are like, You know that guy? And he's like, Nah. He's like, I don't know him. Yeah. Bright and, yellow pants and bright green yeah. jacket. <laughs> the whole night. But then, of course, yeah, he lets out like, Hey, Michael! And so at that point, the friends are kind of like giggling Yeah, and, and they're stuff. like, Alright, have fun with your new friend, buddy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> that's just it. At this point, Michael kind of takes off. And yeah. he's trying to get rid of Buddy. And stuff, and Buddy's Buddy. chasing after him, which I'm surprised nobody called the cops. Right? You have a grown man dressed exactly. as an elf chasing a, a preteen child right. through the streets of New York, calling him by name, and the kid is running away from right. him. Right, exactly. I, I see that, and I'm calling 911 like, mm-hmm. hey, this is going down. 
you need to send somebody over here like fast. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so finally um, he, you know, catches up to Michael and Michael turns around and yells at him like, go away. Yeah. Is what he tells them. But then all of a sudden they start getting pelted with snowballs. And yes. the first one hits Buddy and he's like, son of a nutcracker. <laughs> and then somehow they like there's a million snowballs. There's like five guys. Oh, yeah. There's only like, like, what, five kids? And they're getting pelted yeah. by snowballs like they're being launched out of a baseball thrower or right. something. And that's just it. So they end up, you know, diving behind a rock. Yeah. And, you know, you see all these snowballs and stuff and he tells michael he's like hey he's like start making some snowballs so michael goes to make a single snowball and then at this point you've got like 500 snowballs or something done yeah. already by uh, buddy i like the sound effect in that scene yeah you see him patting his one snowball right. but you hear a bunch of little t- yeah of uh what's his face buddy, buddy doing his yeah. snowballs right and, and um that's just it so he starts chunking all these snowballs and he's chunking them hard and <laughs> fast i i'm i kind of like this scene it makes me feel good inside watching right? the bullies get pelted with snowballs exactly and that's what he does is he pelts all of them <laughs> but then there's uh michael notices like there's one you know one that got away one straggler right and And it's like a scene out of like a war movie mm -hmm. or something he's running away and uh buddy's like you know snowball me yeah and he chunks it and it hits the kid in the back and he's like yeah he goes flying forward (laughs) and lands on his stomach in the snow and so at this (laughs) point now michael is completely cool with uh with Buddy as his brother. And right. so you see them and they're they run actually into gimbals. Yeah, and they're just they're I'm surprised they didn't get kicked out. Well yeah. They're causing a big well, they're causing a mess. Yeah, exactly. It, this scene gives me anxiety. I don't I, like watching it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's just it. So yeah, they're running around and stuff and this is where he ends up <laughs> back to where he, you know, quote unquote worked. Yeah. And again, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. sees... He never really officially worked there Yeah, at all. exactly. <laughs> and so at this point, he sees Jovi again. Mm-hmm. And Michael notices right away. He's like, oh, he's like, do you like her? And he's like, yeah. And this is kind of where Michael steps in as like a wingman. Right. And, you know, they, they go over to Jovi and stuff. And she's like, you know, she's like, I don't think you're supposed to be here. And he's like, he mentions like, yeah. He's like, oh, no, it's cool. They gave me a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, which like, I guess. Like, no, that means you can be arrested just exactly. for like walking on the premises, bro. Right. And it's kind of <laughs> funny because in the back, you know, you see like the manager guy being Santa. Yeah. And, you know, with the kids and Yeah, stuff. he's like eyeballing Buddy mm-hmm. so hard, too. <laughs> and so Michael kind of, you know, like puts it out there, you know, like. Basically, you know, he likes you, you know, do you guys, do you, you know, want to go on a date? Right. And so Buddy, yeah, Buddy's like, you know, oh yeah, do you like to eat food? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, do I like to eat food? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, you know, basically he asks her out finally. Right. She's like, well, I just had my lunch break. Yeah. But I'm free on Thursday. And, you know, Buddy's like, oh, that's great. Right. And, uh. This they is, take off at that point. This is this is a pet peeve of mine in movies. Oh, I know. They always do this whenever two love interests mm-hmm. make a date. The one says, oh yeah, I'm free on this day. And they're like, 
awesome and they part ways. Yeah, like what like time? You, you, okay, there's more to this. Yeah, I need you, a time and a place. Yes, there's like a lot more of information to exchange. Like you don't know where I live, so <laughs> yeah. if you are going to come pick me up, you don't know yeah. where I live. So I guess basically the start of the date is him just showing up to work and like waiting for her all day Thursday, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but, well, they do. It I doesn't know. show that, but you it know It doesn't, what I mean. yeah. <laughs> but that's just it. So of course now he's like on class cloud nine and stuff right and after that non-logistical scene of no information exchange no (laughs) nothing we're just like oh yeah i'm free on thursday um it cuts to the house they're back home and buddy and walter are putting up a christmas tree michael buddy and michael i'm sorry they're putting up a christmas tree it's too big for the apartment. Right. Like... A little throwback throw to Christmas Vacation. Exactly. Yeah. This whole movie has... Um, I keep I keep forgetting because there's a yeah. couple of things. The whole movie has like little nods to mm-hmm. other holiday films. And uh, turns out they cut this tree down out of Central Park, I think. So now that's a felony. Yes. You can't do They're like, shit. where'd you get this tree? And they're like, oh, Buddy and I cut it down in the park. Yeah. And Walter's <laughs> reaction was like... Great, so now we're felons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now now Walter and um, Emily are having a conversation alone about what has just happened. Right. Um, while Buddy and Michael are putting the tree up. And yeah, Walter's like, look, you know, they committed a felony. Like, what are we supposed to do? She's like, don't worry about it. And they all, we'll, we'll take care of it. And... Uh, so this is where they start talking about what they're going to do with Buddy tomorrow for work. Right. And okay. Walter's like, well, he can go to work with you. Or no, he's like, you can stay home. And she's like, I can't take a day off. Yeah. You know, she's like, you know, we got too much to do. Yeah. He's, she's like, I got like a budget meeting or yeah. something I have to go to. And he's like, well, I can't take a day off. You know, I have, I've got to fix a book before Christmas Eve. Right. And she's like, well, then Buddy can just go to work with you. That's right. He's your son. Yep. And, uh. So from there, it it cuts real quick back to the living room, and Buddy's gonna put the star on the top of the Christmas tree. And he just takes by a, launching himself. At yeah, it. he launches himself <laughs> off of the uh, couch, which of course doesn't go well. He yes. literally lands into the tree. It's kind of almost like a cat. Yeah, I imagine if we, you know, if we still had a cat or whatever. Thankfully, our cat was never like that with Christmas yeah. trees. She was really good about that. Yep. But I've heard there are some cats who will launch themselves up into christmas trees and exactly. knock stuff around and knock them over yep um but it cuts to the next day and buddy is uh kind of being escorted through the office building walter's just saying hi to people as he passes by and one of them's name is francisco mm-hmm. and buddy just thinks that's like the best name he's ever heard francisco so he just keeps saying it francisco yeah francisco and uh, <laughs> in the middle of all this, Deborah, the um, secretary, Walter's secretary, comes in with what Buddy thinks is hot chocolate, but yeah. it's coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess Walter takes his coffee black, no yeah. sugar. And because when Buddy takes his first sip, he just like, yeah, like I would. Right. I, I like, I like my cream and sugar with a little bit of coffee. Mm-hmm. That's how I like my coffee. Right. And. Um, so Walter's like, look, you don't have to drink that if you don't like it. And, but and he's, he's like, like oh, okay. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and so now Walter's getting to work. He's trying to, he's going through papers, trying mm-hmm. to do whatever it is, a 
yeah, publisher does. Do. Yeah. And uh, in the middle of all this, all Buddy is still doing the Francisco thing. Yeah. And then the phone rings, and he quickly picks it up. And he's like, yes. this is Buddy. What's your favorite color? Yes. <laughs> and and uh, that enrages Walter, rightfully so, yeah. because the person on the other, other end hung up. Right. Because I guess they thought maybe they got... The wrong like number. Like the wrong number and somebody's playing a joke. Right. And so, you know, Walter, like, you know, look, you got to leave my stuff alone. And then it hits him. He's like, Walter thinks, like, well, I can get rid of Buddy real easily. Right. So he kind of sells him on this magical land called the mailroom. <laughs> yeah. And Buddy's, like, excited. He's like, heck mm-hmm. yeah. So now it cuts to Buddy being walked around the mailroom, and, and Buddy's like immediately like, "Well, this does not look as shiny as I thought it would be." Yeah, and I forget he mentions like what it's it's like some of the smells or something. Yeah, like that. I forget what he and said. I don't it smelled what he like, said, but and uh, the guy's trying to explain to him like this is what you do. And he's walking around, and you can tell, like, some of those guys look a little shady. Yeah, and one of them definitely is. Yeah. Like, it just looks like chaos down mm. I imagine a real mailroom would oh, probably I'm sure. be more chaotic. Right. I used, one of my, not one of my first jobs, but one of my earlier jobs, I worked at UPS. Right. And, yeah, talk about chaos. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine a mailroom would probably be like that, or maybe a little worse. Right. But, um... Yeah, so, you know, Buddy is assigned to the tube area. Right. Where you put the mail in the tube, and you put the tube in the number assigned to whatever yeah, and it goes numbers up the on tube. that mail. Yeah. And uh, his next door uh, co-worker yep. is apparently out on work release. That's just it. He's <laughs> like, oh, you know, where... You know, I can't remember what you ask him, but he the guy does tell him work release. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, because the guy asked him where'd you come from. And Buddy's response is like, oh, I came from the North Pole. Right. Where did you come from? Work release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from there, he, the guy picks out, he, he whatever alcohol yeah. he's got in his pocket, he takes some alcohol out and pours it in his coffee. Mm-hmm. Buddy thinks it's syrup. Right. So he asks if he can have some, and he pours the whole thing mm-hmm. into his cup. Right. And you can tell the look on the guy's face. It's like, oh, no, don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, then it kind of cuts real quick back up into the office, and Walter's having a meeting with his two main writers. Right. And their idea to fix the book is to bring in, like, this, you know, supposedly, like, legendary, like, genius kids mm-hmm. book writer named Miles Finch. Right. And uh, Walter's like, you know, oh, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it then it cuts back down to the mailroom sort of real quick. And uh, now you see Buddy and his new friend drunk. Oh, yeah, they're drunk. They're laying there. And, you know, they're just, they're talking about, like, life or whatever while they're drunk. <laughs> What's so funny is I like the, the, the guy who's on work release. Yeah. I don't think we find out his name. No. And he's he's talking about how he feels like he's wasted his life. He's like, man, you know, I got to get my life together, man. Right. Look at me. I'm 26 and I've got nothing to Which show for Which you him. look at him and you're like, holy <laughs> crap, you are not 26. He is definitely not 26. You're looking really rough for 26, bud. Is he's Yeah, his his face is definitely not 26. Yeah. And I know that actor, he's, yeah, he's he kind of does sort of bit parts yeah, like that does. all the time. Right. And, um... And so they're laying on the mail and they're just talking and it cuts back to the office. Yeah. Where they've actually got Miles Finch on the line and mm-hmm. it's Peter Dinklage. Yep. 
and uh, I like that guy. He's yeah, cool. he's good. And um, and so you know, he's they're got talking all these, to him. Yeah, oh, well, and he's got all these demands before he'll yes, come. Yes, he's definitely his character is definitely like a just a corporate a hole. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, he. He thinks he is something special, and everybody else should just bow down and give him what he wants. Right. And finally, like, you know, he starts to agree, and he's giving them these demands, and the secretary breaks in on the line. And, of course, he's upset. He's like, who are you talking to? Who is that? Talk to me only. You know, I'm hanging up. And uh, the lady's like, look, there's an issue in the mailroom. And the guy, like, Peter Dinklage's Miles Finch comes back on the line. He's like... All right, I'll be there. Yeah. Give me my jet with a blah, 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 and yeah. 71 degrees, and I'll be there. Yeah. And he hangs up. Yep. And so now we cut back down to the mailroom, and we see what's actually going on. Yeah, and we've got uh, we've got Buddy, and he's dancing yes. on top of a table. <laughs> yeah. From the back, I kind of think that it is not Will no. Ferrell. From the front, it's Will Ferrell, but from the back where he's doing like these big jumps and That's stuff. That's got to be a professional I'm pretty, dancer. Yeah, I'm pretty they, sure. I think they put a, a Will Ferrell wig on him. Yeah, the curly wig. Yeah, but from behind, he looks too small yeah. to be Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is so tall. Is really tall, and he's a little stockier. Yeah. Not like fat or nothing, no. but a little wider. He's got, you know, dad And this guy body. has like a dancer's body. Like right. you can tell the shirt and the pants they got him <laughs> in. They're trying to make it a little bigger, but right. you can tell he's got a dancer's body. Yeah, but that's just it though. So they're showing him dancing and everything, and all the all the other guys have stopped working too. And yeah, are, and they're like know. clapping and enjoying it. Like, yeah. yeah, and uh, I forget who goes down there to get him. If it's security or if it's Walter. I think it was Walter. But um, the next scene after that is. Um, I think it's the date. Actually, the next scene after that is uh, later the night on the date, I'm yeah. sorry. And um, he's on the date with uh, Joey. Zoe. Joey. Jovi. Jovi. Gosh. <laughs> Give the character a better name. Yeah. Jody. How about that? Yeah. It's easier to say. <laughs> but, and it's going pretty well. He's, you know, you know, being buddy. He's yeah. childlike and childish and stuff. But well, she's enjoying herself and having fun because it's just kind of yeah funny to watch, I guess. But it, I I love it though because he he has her in this restaurant blindfolded yes. and she drinks coffee and she's like, "This is a crappy cup of coffee." Yeah, and then she takes her cup blindfold off. She's, and she's like, like, "It, it is, is a crappy cup of coffee." And of he's course, like, "No, it's not. It's the world's best." Yeah, no, I don't you think know. so. Oh, that reminds me. There was a, uh, I'm going to cut way back. Okay. But this is just really fast. Santa Claus, when he was telling Buddy about the rules. Oh, yeah. One of the rules was that there are, I forget how many Raised pizzas or something? Yeah, there's X amount number of raised pizzas, and they all claim to be the original. Yeah. But the real one is actually on 11th. Yeah. And Buddy's like, okay. Yeah. But... (laughs) That just reminded me of that scene. Yeah. Now we fast forward back to okay. the present scene. So, yeah. So they do that. And then we see one of his other favorite things to do, which is run around in a uh, in one of those um, 
doors or whatever that I think it would have been funny if somebody would have stuck a broom handle on the door as it was going by <laughs> watch him slap against the glass right, or something right <laughs> so you know of course she's just watching that kind of laughing yeah. and then like they're kind of skipping down the street and stuff and yeah, he shows her all the Christmas trees yeah and she's like she's like oh she's like I'll show you a Christmas tree and so sure enough she takes them to yeah. um, you know to see the, the huge one in New York what is that park? I mean, Central? What is, that? is that Central Park also? I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, where they have the big giant yeah, and ice the rink ice, and everything. Yeah. With the big statue. And, and yeah, stuff. it just shows them and they're, you know, skating and stuff. And at one point, he actually leans down and kisses her on the cheek while they're ice skating. And she tells him, she's like, hey, you missed. And of course, he's looking at her like, huh? And then that's whenever she, you know, takes takes him and you know, they kiss on the, on the uh, lips and so stuff. Romantic. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think that might actually be the end of the date yeah, scene. The is. next scene is actually the next morning, and we see it's the office building where Walter mm-hmm. works, and you see the elevator doors open, but you don't see who it is yet. Right? You just, they just film him from his feet. Yeah, and you know, and you see this guy. He's like basically like you know power walking through mm-hmm. the hallway, and everyone's like. You know, they're all aghast. Well, you they know. even say Miles Finch. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, he's here. Yeah. And uh, he makes it in. And, you know, we were introduced to Miles Finch. And yeah, it's Peter Dinklage. Right. It's, he's, he's a little person. Right. And so that really sets up for what mm-hmm. happens later. And so, you know, he's like, you know, hi guys. You know, he, he, he just comes off like a real tool oh, immediately. Oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, before they even get started, he's like, you know, you know, where's what we talked about? You know, where's yeah. my money? Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he digs for the wall, the, the envelope with the cash and he gives it to him. He opens it up and looks through it. And yeah. Like, All right. And he puts it in his pocket. Yep. And now they can begin business. And then he wants to know, like, what are your ideas? Yeah. And so and- they pitch him and he hates them all. Yeah, I mean, they're all, like, um, vegetables slash farm-related. Right. Um, one's a tomato, one's, like, yeah. a rooster or something. I don't know. And he's like, you know, no, no, tomatoes won't work. They're too vulnerable. Kids are vulnerable enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've got a bunch of ideas in this book right here, and one of mm-hmm. them I'm really stoked about. Yeah. And uh, right about this time... Buddy comes busting into the office and yeah. he's like, you know, I'm in love, that's, I'm in okay. love, and I don't care who knows that's, about it. That's right. And Miles Finch just kind of looks at him like, who the heck is this guy? Right. And, you know, Walter's like, oh, don't worry about him. He's just my son. He's excited. Just get back to the book. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay. And so he starts to throw his pitch. Mm-hmm. But then this is when Buddy decides to be an idiot. Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. An elf. He's like, how did you get out of the North Pole? Right. Does Santa know you left? I was like, oh shit. And Miles Finch, he's like, excuse me? Yeah. What did you just call me? Yep. And he's like, yo, man, did you borrow a a reindeer? How did you get here? And he's like, you know, listen, pal. He said, I get more action in a day than you have in your entire life. Yeah. I've got five houses, one in LA, one here, yeah. one there. Yeah. I have a 70 something inch plasma screen TV. Right. He's like, call me an elf one more time. And he's like, he's an angry elf. And then that's whenever he just loses his shit and he goes running across the table so and funny. just jump kicks him yeah, right he in the drop chest. Jump kicks Lil Farrell right into the like yeah. desk in the back of the room. Yep. And, uh, he messes up. some pretty good karate moves yeah, on the guy. Yeah, he did. 
he's throwing him around the room. He grabs him by the arm. He twists him over and mm-hmm. throws him on top of the conference table. Right. And he's like, got him in a headlock. He's like, say it one more time. Call me an elf. Say it. And Will Ferrell actually, like, takes it literal. He's like, well, he must be telling me to do it. So yeah. he's like, you're an elf? Yeah. And he loses it again. <laughs> and he, like, grabs him by the neck and twists his body mm-hmm. somehow and throws him to the ground. He's just yep. beating the tar out of the guy. <laughs> And by the time he's finally done, he gets up and he, like, grabs his stuff. He's yeah, like, he's like, I'm you know, not, yeah, I'm we're done. done. I'm yep. done with this. Yep. And he storms out. Miles Finch does. Right. And, of course, Walter is, like, furious because yeah. he ruined what could have been, like, a really good business deal. Right. And he's like, you know, you're not my son. You know, I, you know, I don't like you. I never did like you. You know, mm-hmm. get out of yeah. my office. Yep. <clears throat> excuse me, get out of my life, basically. Right. And uh, from there, Will Ferrell character, Buddy, he leaves. And um, you see it kind of cuts to later that night. And uh, Walter has to work late because, you know, obviously because Miles has bailed. And this is whenever, you know, the, the two other guys... Are like, hey, he left behind his book. Yeah. His, you know, book of ideas. Which is kind of, this is kind of funny because they're like, all the ideas in this book are apparently about farms. Yeah. And about fruits. Instead and of vegetables, vegetables. And animals. Right. And so either Miles Finch is not the visionary author <laughs> right? they thought he was and he's just as crappy as they are. Right. Or... They had really good ideas all along, and he's just trying to, like, you yeah. know, trying to make some money. I don't I, know. Yeah, I, I don't get know. the feeling that Miles Finch's character is probably not the legendary author they thought he was. Probably not. <laughs> and uh, so they make the decision they're going to steal yep. one of the better ideas out of his book. Yeah, exactly. And make it into their own. Right. And, um, and you see... It cuts to Michael actually finding the note after right. Buddy has Buddy is long gone at this point, and Michael finds the note mm-hmm. and he decides he needs to go take it to his dad who's working late. Right, and at this point it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, yeah. and Michael, I mean Walter, is about to give the pitch for the big new book mm-hmm. to his boss, and in the middle of it all, Michael busts in the room. He's like, you know, Buddy's gone and he left this note. And Walter's like, look, I'm working. You know, basically tells him, you know, yeah, I'll deal with this later. Yeah. And Michael kind of lays the guilt trip on him. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, Buddy cared about everybody, and you don't care about him. And you only care about yourself. Yeah, is what you he says. Yeah, you don't care about us or anything. Just yourself, and yep. just really kind of lays it on thick. And well, and this is where he Walter thinks about it and kind of like realizes, like, oh, he's actually right. Yeah. And so he goes to leave, and this is when the boss guy or whatever tells him basically um you know if you if you uh leave now he's like you know you're fired yeah and so he's like well he's like you know i i gotta go uh find my son yeah well his boss also also kind of makes walter mad mm-hmm. because the boss actually tells michael his that- walter's son Look, son, be quiet. Go. That's right. We're working. Yep. And he's like, don't talk to my son like that. Right. You know, tell my son to be quiet. Right. And, uh, yeah, and like you said, he he basically, he actually literally tells his boss, up yours, mm-hmm. and leaves. Yep. And the kid is like, yeah, up yours, up yours, up yours. <laughs> and Walter's like, that's enough. Yeah, Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> yep. 
And uh, so, yeah, of course, the boss is, you know, he's shouting at him, you're fired, you're fired, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And uh, it cuts to, while well, Walter and Michael are leaving to go find Buddy. Buddy it is... It cuts to Buddy standing on a bridge. It's a wonderful life. Right. And he's contemplating about how better things would be without him. Right. Like in It's a Wonderful, wonderful life, life, the opening scene where... Yeah. Um, um, well, it's not the opening scene, but... Isn't it? No. I thought it was. Oh, the opening scene is the angels talking. Yeah. And then it kind of... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Different movie. Yeah. I won't talk about that here. <laughs> it's a nice little nod, though, to It's a Wonderful Life. It is. When What's-His-Face decided to jump off the bridge. Yep. Um, so while Buddy's standing on the bridge and he's... he's He's just talking to himself and just mm-hmm. feeling really bummed and down. He actually sees Santa's sleigh um, flying through the air, but there's something kind of wrong. There's like sparks and stuff yeah. flying out the back end of it and yep. stuff. And then you see this one big sort of explosion sort of thing <laughs> off of it, and it falls out of the sky. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> It's, it's bad that I'm laughing at that, but it was kind of funny. Well, nobody died. That's the important well, part. Well, that's true. No reindeer were hurt during the filming of this film. That's right. <laughs> and so, Buddy, he, he goes to investigate. Right. I don't know how much time has passed, but damn, he found that sleigh quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, there's Santa, and he's giving Buddy the lowdown. Like, look. Like, I guess the Christmas spirit just, like, completely dropped out. Because yeah. all of a sudden, the clausometer went to zero. Right. And the reindeer couldn't pull the sleigh. And then the jet engine, like, broke loose and fell. Which, thanks a lot, Papa Elf. You yeah. got left up. Apparently, he's not as good as a mechanic as he claims. Because he kept having issues earlier in the movie with, right. some, like, a thermocoupler. Right. If that's a real part, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, because I don't work on, like jet engines and stuff right but um sorry about our doggos and uh <laughs> so yeah santa has tasked buddy to locate the engine buddy doesn't want to do it because he's still feeling down on himself right but santa's just santa tells him like look you're more than an elf more of an elf than anybody i've ever known and i want nobody else but you working on my sleigh tonight which makes sense because he's literally the only elf around right. within thousands of miles. And he's the only one qualified within thousands of miles of working on a sleigh. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Santa's probably kind of pumping him up with some false, um, uh, uh, some false uh, um, feel good. Right. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for there. And so... You know, Buddy like accepts the task. He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find it." And in the meantime, while Buddy is off looking for the jet engine, um, it cuts to, and I've actually got her name wrong here. Oh, <laughs> you know what I've would have been calling Jovi this whole time? Jody. Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte is. I don't yeah, know the newscaster. why. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's why. why. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, why did I write down Charlotte in yeah, these notes? Sh- yeah, Charlotte's the newscaster. Okay, lady. so that makes sense. I just got it backwards. <laughs> so it's Jovi's apartment. Yeah. She's cooking her, 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 her sad, dinner. Her sad ramen noodles. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Ramen's kind of good. It is. It's full of salt, though. <laughs> Ridiculously full of sodium. You really shouldn't be eating ramen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Everything that's bad for you is good. It is. Um... And so she's 
fixing her sad Christmas Eve dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's got the news on and it's Charlotte. Yes. She's talking to various people in Central Park about this about anomaly what, that yeah, they've seen about overhead. About what they saw. Yeah. Which turns out to be Santa's sleigh, but nobody knows that yet. Right. And so she's just sitting there kind of watching the news and Charlotte, the newscaster's talking to several people and one of them turns out to be a little girl and the little girl is like yeah it was santa's sleigh Mm -hmm. and the newscaster's like well there you have it you know sarcastically right it was santa's sleigh yeah (laughs) and from there it cuts back to um buddy and uh he's searching for the jet engine and he runs into um walter and michael yeah walking around looking for buddy right and from there, Buddy kind of, he he enlists them because mm-hmm. now Buddy's found the engine. Yeah. But he's got to get away to get it back to the sleigh. He's got to get right. it fixed. And now that he's found Walter and Michael, they can help. Yeah. And he's like, you know, look, I've got, you know, I've got something to show you. Mm-hmm. So from there, you know, Buddy takes Walter and Michael and, and the jet engine, I guess, <laughs> to meet Santa. Right. And, uh, and... You first get to see them meeting Santa, and they're excited. Mm-hmm. But real quick, it cuts back to Charlotte's apartment. Jovi's apartment. I mean, <laughs> see? Yeah. <laughs> Jovi's apartment. <laughs> and it's still the news is on, and Charlotte is still talking to people. And right now, she's talking to this one guy who's your stereotypical... New Yorker. He's, <laughs> he's got a crush on Charlotte, and yeah. he wants to let her know on the air, and hopes probably is hoping that she's going to be all like, oh, where have you been my whole right. life? Let's go dating. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I love you so much, Charlotte. You know, you're the best. You're, your eyes tell this new story. It's what I love about you. <laughs> and she just keeps brushing it off, like, oh, yeah, you know, tell me what you saw. Right. And... From there, you know, you hear the guy describing what he saw, but you see an empty chair in mm-hmm. Jovi's apartment. I guess she's kind of maybe... Put it together. Yeah, like... putting two and two together, I guess, is what the deal is with yeah. her. And she must be heading to Central Park. Um, uh, but then we cut back to Santa real quick. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention one thing in that news story. Yeah. Just before we cut back to Santa Claus... The uh, Charlotte is now saying that they're investigating right. what's going on, and that they've enlisted the help of the Central Park Rangers, mm-hmm. which I looked them up. They're actually real. Oh, nice. I was wondering. <laughs> um, I don't. I I don't really know like how much they if they. I don't know. I didn't have much time to do a whole lot of research on. Yeah. Them. But they. They do exist. They do exist, and they may still exist. Most nice. likely. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. To have maybe like officers mounted on horseback and <laughs> in an area you may not be able to patrol by car, but would be too large to patrol by foot. Right. So you could just be on horseback and so anywho. Okay. <laughs> cool. So here we are. So yeah. So it's the Central Park Rangers and apparently according to the film, they're like, I guess the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, so now we find out the Central Park Rangers are in the case, and we right. cut back to Santa and Walter and Michael and Buddy. Mm-hmm. And Buddy has got tools out, and he's working on the sleigh, and Santa's talking to Michael while Michael is helping out, too. Right. And, you know, Michael's not, 
he's he's believing because now he's seen Santa, right. but he's he's I guess he needs some convincing or whatever. I don't know. And and so that's when Santa busts out his list. Yeah. Well, and so Santa says he's like, "So what did you ask for for Christmas?" Yeah. And he said, "I asked for a skateboard." And he's like, well, he's like, not just any skateboard. And then that's whenever he pulled out the list. And it right. was like some specific kind of skateboard. I, I totally forgot what it was. I think it, it said Huff or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a Huff board. I, a Huff board. I yeah. don't know what the hell that is. I don't know if it's, if it is a real thing, you know, it must be right. know, maybe desirable. I guess. Um, and so that's just it. So he tells, he tells Michael, he's like, go in there and, and take a look. And sure enough, he found the right. Huff skateboard thing yeah. that he wanted. And so you see actually the clausometer go up a little bit and this and the sleigh actually comes up a little right but then, then it goes, goes right back, back down. down because it's just you know one kid i guess right. basically exactly and so i think that's kind of where michael gets the idea yeah he kind of gets the idea and he gets it like just as the the central park rangers show mm-hmm. like he hears like these like horses up on like a hill right <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny and ominous and they see like these four horses, like the four horsemen of the, right. the apocalypse or something. Nice. And uh, and they realize they don't have much time. Yeah, they don't have much time. And Santa's like, "Oh no, the Central Park Rangers." Yeah. So that's when Michael well, he gets the idea. He grabs the book, right, with the list of everybody, and he runs off with it. And Santa's like, "You know, you know, come back here with that right now." And um, while he's running off. Then Walter gets the idea to distract the rangers mm-hmm. by taking Santa's hat and coat. Right. First, Santa doesn't want to. He's like, you know, but Mrs. Claus made this for me. It's like, dude. Yeah, like, okay, you know, do you want to try to get away? Yeah. And so he puts he puts Santa's garb on and stuff, and he goes running out while the horses are running down, and he's trying to distract them, but I guess they know Probably. Santa from, you know... Well, I guess they would if they've been sitting there, you know, That's camping too. out. They know who the right. culprit is. Right. And so, you know, they just pass right by Walter and yeah. head straight to Santa and the sleigh. And right about this time, Santa's like, you know, we got to go. We have no more time. Mm-hmm. And so he takes off, but Buddy is still on the ground working on the jet engine. Right. And it leaves Buddy behind, but Buddy's like... I guess I'll catch up. And he grabs yeah. a toolbox and he's running out to Santa. Like, yeah. Santa, that's okay. I'll catch up. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> like, you should be very angry I right know. Now. It's like, F you, Santa. <laughs> I'm not helping you anymore. Exactly. And I can't remember if I might be getting my flow here mixed up because my notes at this point are starting to get a little run together. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if right around this time Buddy finally makes it in the sleigh somehow or not. But eventually he makes it into the sleigh. Right. And he asks Santa's, like, you know, who are they? And Santa's like, those are the Central Park Rangers. They got uh, they got on my naughty list ever since the uh, Simon and Garfunkel concert in, like, 85 or 81 or something. Yeah, I don't know. Which I kind of also look that up, but I can save that for later. Yeah. Um, And so then we cut to Michael. Um, with the book. With the book. And he is reading off names on the air. Right. He somehow, he pushes his way through this big crowd of people. And he starts talking to... And he finds his way to Charlotte. Right. And yeah, so he starts reading off names. 
And it's just random names he's picked out of the book, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, they're all people who live in New York City. Right. And uh, one of them is like a little girl who wanted a Powerpuff mm-hmm. set thingy, and another one was a little boy who wanted an electric guitar. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. And another one was another name. It was a it was a male name. Yeah. And it was like some sort of like. He looks like a bike thingy. Yeah, but he was like a biker in the yeah, bar. Yeah, and it showed him in the bar, and the bar goes silent, and they all look at him, and he's like, "What? It's probably another like I'm just so gonna and pick so out a name. name. Yeah, Derek, such and such. Yeah, and it cuts back to the kid, and cuts back to Michael, and finally and he asks Charlotte what her name is, and right? Like, Charlotte, so and so, News One. Yeah, and he finds her, and he's like, "You want a Tiffany engagement ring, and for your boyfriend to quit dragging his feet already, right?" And, and you can then, see the look on her face was just like, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, she's like, she does the cut sign with yeah. her hand. She's like, cut, cut. Yeah. You know, and the camera lights go down and the camera's shut off. And she's, she's like, like, who put you up to this, kid? Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, nobody's like, it's Santa's list. And then this is when Jovi shows up and she sees Michael. Yeah. And she's like, hey, Michael, you know, what's going on? And he's like, you know, it's Santa. He's like, he needs our help. Yeah. And this is where she remembers what Buddy says. Right, about singing loud for everyone to hear. hear to you spread know. Christmas cheer. Yeah, exactly. It rhymes somehow. And so that's when she, she starts singing. Um, yeah, this is this reminded me of... Um, I'm sure there's something else, but this reminded me of Horton Hears a Who. Oh, yeah. Remember the end of Horton Hears a Who? Yeah. Where they all have to yop like as loud as they can for Horton to hear them and yeah. there's like one holdout yeah. that won't yop. Yep. And finally someone like slaps them around a little bit. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> and so that's just it though. So she starts singing and finally some other people start to join. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we're going back to Santa and Buddy and stuff and it's kind of showing the claws meter, you know, kind of go up. Yeah, it's kind of like singing. trying to lift up a it little is. bit. And so, you know, but yeah, the, the singing and stuff is still going on. And then... Um, they actually do lift up quite a ways. Yeah. While, they're, while the whole... First, it's only Jovi singing. Right. And then Jovi and Emily are singing. And, then and now slowly the rest of the crowd begins right. to sing. And you see the sleigh, it cuts to the sleigh and it lifts up. Right. But it lifts up only high enough and it barely clears the statue mm-hmm. which knocks the jet engine off. Yep, yep. The... And uh, <laughs> I don't like the jet engine. Yeah. And so it knocks it off and now they're back on the ground and the claws of meteor is still bouncing. Exactly. And, and, and they s- cut back. I'm sorry. No, you're good. And that's just it. They cut back. And this is when Michael notices that his dad is not singing. The dad is doing a me. Yeah. I do not sing. Yeah. If I am singing, I'm mouthing along. And that's what he was doing. (laughs) And then Michael's like, hey, he's like, you're not singing. And he's like, yes, I am. And he's like, no. He's like, no, you're not. Yep. And so finally, the dad starts, you know, Walter starts to sing and stuff. And then that's whenever the clausometer really takes off. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing he started singing because had he not, <laughs> that sleigh would have plowed through that entire crowd of people. Yep. Multiple people would have been dead and trampled to death exactly. by reindeer or cut in half by the sleigh. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. Merry freaking Christmas. That's right. <laughs> so that's just it. So he starts to sing, and sure enough, man, that sleigh takes off. Yeah, it barely over clears him. Walter's head. It like does. It, like, 
knocked his toupee off on Yeah, this. exactly. Well, he's not wearing a toupee, but The you know Santa what I mean. hat or whatever he's wearing. Yeah. So, yeah, so it takes off or whatever. And Charlotte's watching it, and she's just staring, and the, the people are, you know, trying to get in her ear, like, Charlotte, Charlotte. And yeah. she's just, wa- everybody's just watching the sleigh. Yeah. And, you know, Buddy's in there and everything, and, you know, they're, everybody's all excited and, you know, stuff like that. Exactly. So. And at the newsroom, you know, you see they cut away from Charlotte. Right. And the news anchor's like, well, I guess we'll never know what happened at Central Park on Christmas Eve. Which is like, what the hell? They were recording it the whole time. You have, like, at least one news camera there. I would have thought the newsman, the the cameraman, probably would have broke away from Charlotte when she, like, looked up mouth agape. Right. (laughs) Just in time to see maybe the back end of the sky flying across the sky. Yeah, exactly. And so you just kind of <laughs> you kind of see Buddy and Jove uh, Jovi is sitting there. <laughs> Jove, Jove, <laughs> so French. <laughs> yes, Jovi <laughs> is standing there and stuff like that. And Buddy kind of looks out over the sleigh and kinda, yeah. she kind of gives a look like you know I got you. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Um, and of course, Buddy, you know, he's doing his whole, you know, hi everybody, bye yeah, everybody, you yeah. know, waving excitedly. And, and that's just it. So he ends up back at the North Pole, but before. Before that happens, which they never really explained. So he doesn't really end up back in the North Pole because they show next, they show Jovi singing along with Walter at the piano. And then they show him opening up a Christmas gift, which was like a big thing of maple syrup. I suppose maybe... Santa dropped him off. (laughs) Maybe he dropped them off after he made his run around the world or whatever. I guess. Before heading back to the North Pole. Yeah. For the year. Yeah, so... For the elves to but just, it just start over again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it just shows, you know, the whole family together. Yeah. Unwrapping gifts. And you see, again, the skateboard and all that right. kind of stuff. And then we get um, some final narration from Papa Elf. Yep. That, you know... He's just kind of updating and filling us in on the events now. Right. Now it turns out, you know, Buddy is married to Jovi. Well, real quick, before he even mentions that, he talks about how Walter has now started his own publishing company. Oh, that's right. Yeah, since he got fired. I think it was called like Hobbs and Son or something like that. Yeah, and the book, the first book that he published was about a fictional elf (laughs) who left uh, the North Pole, went through the gumdrop forest and searched for his dad and stuff. Well, and that's just it. So they show uh, Buddy actually reading this book to a bunch of kids. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, oh, okay, you know, good for good for him. And then, yeah, we find out that, um, you know, Buddy and Jovi go and visit Papa Elf once in a while up at the North Pole. And so they show him like they're in the North Pole and they're dressed as elves. And... um, we see, uh, sorry, we see um, Buddy holding baby Susie. She's got like the hat, you know, like the um, the elf uh, pink hat, you know, it says yeah. Susie on it. So he named her after his mom. Right. And, you know, they're just talking to Papa Elf and he asks like, oh, you know, can I hold, can I hold Susie? And so freaking Buddy sits on uh, Papa Elf with the baby, you know, and that's basically how it ends. Stupid Buddy. So it was a happy ending for everybody. What a maroon. Yeah. I do have actually some pretty good facts on this movie real quick. 
All right, so several minor traffic accidents occurred when Will Ferrell walked through the Lincoln Tunnel in his costume because people were so surprised and distracted from their driving to see him wearing an elf outfit. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully those uh, people weren't hurt and uh, they weren't held liable by their insurance. Right. So the cotton balls Buddy eats while in the doctor's office were actually cotton candy that had not been dyed. Okay. Yeah, Good. that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Will Farrell suffered from headaches throughout filming as he ad- had to actually eat all of the sugary foodstuffs in the elf food pyramid on camera. Jeez. The scene when Buddy eats different candies and pastries with the spaghetti noodles had to be shot twice because Will Farrell vomited the first time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of gross. Like what? Why can't? Why couldn't it have just been filmed? Like, put this on your mouth, chew, pretend you swallow it. We'll I cut. Know. You spit it out, and we do it again. I don't know. Maybe that's too much work. I don't know. But right. Just, God. So I can't. Did I? I can't remember. Oh yeah, I did mention that. Never mind. I was going to talk about the brother. But. Oh yeah. Uh, the apartment in which Buddy's dad lives is the same apartment building, the exterior shot, in which Dana Barrett lived in Ghostbusters. Oh. So. Huh, that's kind of cool. I could see that now. Buddy's 12-second belch was supplied by voice actor Maurice uh, LaMarche, best known for his cartoon character, The Brain, from Pinky and the Brain. Oh, nice. Yep. I guess... I guess the two of them worked uh, worked together on the animated series The Oblongs back in 2001, which I don't oh. remember ever seeing that one. I I don't know. It was, that's probably one of those cartoons geared towards little kids. When this screenplay first emerged in 1993, Jim Carrey was attached to Star, which I'm glad that it didn't work out because... I feel like Will Ferrell did a really good job. Yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey is Jim he, Carrey. He's a bit too much. He is. I liked Jim Carrey when I was younger. Right. You know, Ace Ventura, that mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, as I got older, I just, I can't take it. <laughs> he's. Yeah. I almost feel like, I don't know. I just can't take his style of humor <laughs> you anymore. Can't, you can't even? I just can't even anymore <laughs> with him. And But that's not to say that I don't think he's not a good actor. I think he's a good actor. Like, I've seen some stuff that was fairly dramatic that he's done that I actually really like. There's a movie um, that I really like that he did. Um, I think it co-starred Martin Landau. Um, called The Majestic. Oh, that was yeah. actually a really good movie, and it didn't have his usual spaghetti arm slapstick nonsense. Right. Like, it, it was actually kind of fairly dramatic. It had some comedy and stuff in it, um, but I thought it was good. Um, in the scene in which Buddy gets drunk in the mailroom with a mail worker, the mail worker laments, I'm 26 years old. The actor, Mark Aitchison, who plays the mail worker, was born in 1957 and was approximately <laughs> aged 46 when the movie I was gonna came say, out. <laughs> that actor looked like he was at least in his mid-40s, maybe maybe late 40s. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's just, you know, yeah, the four Central Park Rangers are spoofs of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, okay. So, but, yep, there's, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of good uh, facts and stuff, so. 
I just had a little quick something. I, I was, I guess, a little obsessed with trying to find out info about the Central Park Rangers and stuff like that. Right. Whenever they were like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're on the naughty list after what happened at the Simon and Garfunkel concert. And so I started doing a little bit of research. Um, didn't have a whole lot of time to find a whole lot. But I didn't find anything, like, super controversial surrounding the right. Central Park Rangers other than they exist and <laughs> they were at the Simon and Garfunkel concert. Yeah. Um, I think some arrests were made. Um, I don't know if it was exclusively a Simon and Garfunkel concert, but it was an event in 1981 in Central Park. And I think some arrests were made, people selling drugs, yeah. selling illegal items, um, stuff like that. But the major event that I found that happened at this concert, and I'm not going to read it word for word. I'm going to okay. try to paraphrase. But my source on this is actually from WordPress. Um, and there's several other news articles about it. But this oh, okay. one I can just look at it quicker and just pick yeah. out a paraphrase out of it and stuff. On September 19th in 1981... On the Great Lawn, they were holding uh, a concert in Central Park with uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. They were performing a free concert there. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of people and stuff, but this one event happened. There was this one event that occurred at this concert. And so during, at that time, a yet unreleased song titled The Late Great Johnny Ace. Okay. A man rushed the stage and he was shouting, I need to talk to you. He was quickly, he was basically quickly carried away by security, and then Simon finished the song. Okay. The problem with this was, the incident provoked associations, and I'm kind of reading this, paraphrasing this. Yeah. The incident provoked associations to the song's lyrics, in which Simon speaks as a first-person narrating concerning the deaths of Johnny Ace, John F. Kennedy, and John Lennon. Huh. Lennon's murder by an obsessed fan had taken place less than a year previously, oh. not far from the concert site. Dis okay. So that would be kind of concerning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. But other than that, I didn't find much else. Right. You know, they probably just controversial. I think they just kind of, yeah. Yeah, threw that in there. Just for the sake of plot and movie right. and stuff like that. Right. So, well, what do you want to use to rate this one? Um,. Narwhals. Narwhals? Mr. I'm Narwhals. I'm good with that. <laughs> I I will give this one a four and a half. I'm not going to lie. I'll give it a four and a half, too. Yay! I like it. Yay! Despite it being a Will Ferrell movie. Nice. I actually like this movie. Right? So let's see. We own this movie, but, I mean, if you guys are listening to this around Christmas, I mean, shoot, you can find this basically anywhere. Oh, I'm sure it's going to play nonstop, just like all the other Christmas yep, classics. Freeform, everything. And I we'll think that's kind it. of, even though it's a Will Ferrell movie, I I don't know how to explain it. I don't, I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell. I know. As a general rule. I get that a lot of people really like him. I just, I don't know. But yeah, you can basically rent this um, off of YouTube, Amazon Prime Video, iTunes, yeah. Google Play, Vudu. So you can find this anywhere, though. Yeah. And but, that's what I like about it. Like, I think, I feel like this could become, and I think it's kind of well on its way, 
like A Christmas Story or National Lampoon's Christmas right. or some of those other like Christmas comedy classics, I feel like this one could become that, and I think it is. It, it pretty much, that. it already has. Yeah. I mean, this movie I think is like 16 years old already. Is it seriously? It's 2003. That explains the shocking amount of cathode ray tube TVs in this film. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm watching this and like every almost every other scene they have those old CRT That's TVs true. and I'm like man when was this film made yeah. we've had flat screen LCD TVs for a long time now yeah and that's why when the guy said oh I have a 70 inch plasma blah yeah. blah blah and I'm like you know what's the big deal yeah. like almost everybody has at least like a yeah. 32 to 50 to 60 inch yeah. TV, flat screen TV now exactly so that's why it would have been a big deal <laughs> that's true because back then I bet you that sucker probably cost oh, about 7 grand or so probably or more so but anyway so uh, next week we're gonna uh, do uh, the ref, which I know is one yeah. of your favorites. Oh yeah, I like this movie. <laughs> yeah, slipper socks, medium. medium. <laughs> yep, with Dennis Leary and uh, Kevin. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yep, that's what we're gonna be doing next week. Oh yeah. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Yep. And also, um, we are still looking for movie suggestions for January. Yes. Well, um, I think we, we we've have got a some, couple. don't we, already still? We do, but I'd like to have like a, have an, an array of okay. them, you know? That's true. So. I mean, we have like, I think like, what, like three or five? Something like that. Some. But it's good to get like an array. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, for sure. you know, if you, you know, if we pick yours, you know, we'll, we'll announce uh, your name and stuff like that on the on the episode too so i hope you still remember the names of those people that we do i I took notes okay good i'm like oh no yeah (laughs) so all right well thanks guys all right yeah thank you all right bye all right bye